welcome back to another episode of No But Yeah. I'm Lily. And I'm Kendall. So today we, we, as you guys heard in the last episode, we were so excited to be back in Studio 6. And we are very (laughs) excited to be back in Studio 6. But this week's a little bit different because our dear friend Kendall, she got bit. She has the Rona. (laughs) Yeah, I got a touch of the vid, yeah. So... (laughs) Honestly, it was such a wild experience. Actually, not wild because so many people have COVID right now and so many people like just it's a global pandemic. Like this is my second time getting it. I thought I was invincible, but it was like I went out Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And you know what did it in for me? I truly believe it. It was when I went to like my friend's uh, birthday party, Carly, up at VCU at my friend Josh's place cinema majors that's who gave me this cinema majors <laughs> cinema majors film Wait, majors how, what what do you think the connection is with cinema majors <laughs> they're just going to the movie just, theaters all the time or yeah mm-hmm. they're just okay. constantly in the, the, the sharing of the pop bu- buckets of popcorn <laughs> yeah no I just like to make fun of them it's funny just kidding it's all love it's all love but like on Sunday I was coming back and I was like it was like it should have been so obvious to me that I had it because I was like hmm I can't take a deep breath oh my god (laughs) and I'm like you know what this just is probably just like anxiety or something Uh. like I just need to like chill and like I couldn't do work. I was not focused at all. And then like going to class on like Tuesday, I had like <laughs> the worst sore throat. And you know, like when you're in class and you really have to cough, but you, you, you're too embarrassed. Cough. So you try to, you try to shove it down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I'm like, I've already coughed four times. I can't cough again. It was like that. It was bad. And so on Wednesday I was like, dang, I'm still not feeling good. But I was, but it wasn't like, to an extent where I felt like I needed to stay home or like to cancel class and like do all that stuff. Like, you know, like we really used to thug it in high school. Like you had to be on your deathbed to not go to school. But then like Lily, we were like, I was like going to like swim Romas to get like hot water for my tea. And you're like, you should get tested. (laughs) I was like, huh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Sure enough, I go home after class and yeah that big fat those two lines I was like oh my goodness and it was funny because at the exact same moment like the rest of our like close friends were also testing positive I'm living in my sorority house right now and literally it's like every single day there's a new case which like okay like I hate to be that guy I I say this every episode I'm always uh, that guy I mean god um anyway like I thought I thought we were done with this. I said this when I got it in Europe over the summer too. Like I'm like <laughs> I just thought it didn't exist anymore, but unfortunately yeah. Uh, You're like covid is so passé. Like I got it in Europe. What is this? God, you guys are so late. All done with this after <laughs> I got it. Yeah. No, but like but yeah. Um so I've just been up in my little bunker just chilling bro just chilling like a villain okay 
listen to music dance. Today I made mini waffles. I have a mini waffle maker that okay. is a heart shape. And I made little heart waffles this morning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and because I... Ooh. Have you been watching a lot of girls? Oh, most definitely. Most okay. definitely. Um, I'm on the last season. And the last episode I watched is the one where Hannah and Marnie and Desi, they all go up to like Poughkeepsie for, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Because Hannah feels like she needs to be there to be a part of the lie. As you know, she's cheating on Ray with her ex-husband. And that episode like made me laugh so hard. But at the same time, I thought like the meeting was just so beautiful too. Like when she finds out that like Desi has been addicted to Oxy for like their entire relationship <laughs> and was like, on their wedding. And then they kick him out of the house and he's like trying to get back. Oh in. my God, I forgot and about that part. Yeah, and they're like swatting. And they like <laughs> and call the cops like- or something. I, I don't think they called the police, but like it was just so chaotic. And like seeing him like scurry across like the yard through the window and stuff, like it looked, it felt like a horror film, but at the same time, it was like it was girls. And then, like, you know, Marnie's like upset and crying, obviously. And she's like, I just don't know how I got here. And then Hannah was like, You know, it's hard to notice what's going on in other people's lives when you're so self obsessed. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that as a person who is so self-involved as well. So I'm not judging you. And like, I'm gonna be there to pick up the pieces with you. And I'm just like, oh, like as much as like Hannah and Marnie, they have their issues, they have their troubles. I think they're they're, they're one of the strongest friendships, obviously, the strongest tie yeah. um, in the show. And like, that's what you need. You need a friend who will go to upstate New York with you, with your ex-husband and help put him in the car when he's like all covered and bloody because he punched through the window and like help get him back home. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Right. And it seems like what you're saying is if you don't go through that exact situation, then it's not love. (laughs) He, you have to put your ex-husband in the car with a bloody hand before you can ever have a true friendship with someone. (laughs) Yes. And I don't, and like, before we get into like what this episode is actually about, like, I'm not gonna make it all about girls but like and then the episode hmm I want to say was like the last one of the last episodes of um season five yeah was when Hannah's doing she's getting back into writing and she like gets invited to do like the moth which is like this Mm, storytelling contest thing and so she's telling her story about how her best friend and her ex-boyfriend are hooking up and how that's like been so hard on her and stuff and it's like going in between scenes of her telling the story and then Jessa and Adam getting into like the nastiest fight I've like ever seen on TV. Um, like it rivals marriage story, which Adam Driver was also in, funny mm. enough. Um, which is we like- love they're just Adam so Driver, hard. we really do. And yeah, and it, she was just like, you don't understand, I'll never forgive you for turning me into the person that dates my best friend's boyfriend like I like she will always come first like he wants to just pretend she doesn't exist and like move on from Hannah but like Jess is like no way like even if we're not speaking right now that's my dog she will always be relevant in this relationship 
And so like, that's one thing I don't understand, like, is like, if you were to like get with your best friend's ex, like your relationship is centered around that shared person, no matter what, no matter what. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I just wanted to share that. That's beautiful. Yeah. I'm glad you're connecting <laughs> with girls as much as I seem to. Mm-hmm. It's so good. True. But getting into theme, um, today's episode is about astrology. We're going to be talking about astrology. And I think to start off the episode, we're just going to say our big threes. So okay. I'll go first. Wait, can you explain what the big three is for our listeners who are unaware? Unaware listeners that are unaware of <laughs> the big three. So the big three are your moon, sun, and rising signs. Your sun is the sign that you would tell people if they ask, oh, what's your zodiac sign? And you would say, I'm a Capricorn because you were born in January. Um, so that's easy. Everyone should know that. Um, and then your moon rules your emotion. It's your emotional side. Um, and then your rising in Western astrology is what people perceive you to be. It's your mass to other people. Um, so yeah. So my son, I'm an Aries. I'm a Leo rising. So I appear to other people as a Leo. Um, but I'm a cancer moon. And cancers oh. are very emotional. For my moon to be an emotional sign is the most emotional sign. I think it's very I think it fits. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay so Lily, my son is a Taurus and my rising is an Aries and my moon is also Aries, which I think is interesting. I, okay. I will preface this by saying I really don't know that much about astrology at all. Um, so I want Kendall to take the lead on this and unpack this for me. Um, so like, what does that mean for me? So I'm going to be transparent too. Like, I'm not like some super into astrology person. Like, you know, I don't know everything, but I, I do have apps and stuff like that. Okay. So I could easily, easily like hear. So I think, have you heard of like CoStar? Yes. Yes. There's like CoStar pattern. And there's another one that I use to like that really told me everything I needed to know about like my signs and stuff. I'll have to find that one, but basically I know Aries, Aries, that's my son. So for your, your rising as Aries. Yes. That means you come off as an Aries, probably very headstrong, stubborn, you know, you take charge. Um, And then for your, your emotion, your, your, your moon to be Aries as well. I'm going to go out on a limb just knowing what I know about moon signs and Aries is like, maybe perhaps you, your emotions can run a bit fiery sometimes. Okay. Like a little bit like intense, but of course, you know, after a while they'll, they'll subside, Uh you know, but maybe, I don't think you're an angry, rageful person though, you know? No, I would say, like, I feel like in my own spaces, I love to talk a big game about my annoyances and stuff. But, like, when it actually comes to confrontation or something, like, that's not what people are actually getting. (laughs) 
I'm nice. <laughs> I am too. I'm too timid to be super intense with someone else. But I do feel like I have intense emotions. Actually, fun fact, when I was a little when I was like a toddler, I was like literally demon spawn. My mom was actually concerned about my emotions so much that she took me to like a psycho, like psychotherapist or something. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but she was like, what is wrong with my child? Like, did something happen during the birthing process that like made her insane? And then when I was like six or something, it went away. And now I'm the, the, most mature emotionally of my family um <laughs> as as any classic okay. older sister is i find um Team older sister yeah well, so yeah, maybe i was really sisters. aries moon when i was younger yeah and i just googled it while you're talking i was listening but like just to like verify what i said um people born with the moon in aries are idealistic fiery and energetic they're quick, easy to fall in love, short-tempered, easy to forgive. They're swift, enthusiastic, and impulsive. They seem to be full of energy, dedication, and passion. Okay. I, I feel like I agree with that then. <laughs> yeah. And here's what I'll say about as astrology before like we go on is that like, again, I'm not super well-versed in it. I, I don't like, it's not something that I like do every day or it's not something that's like super huge but I just think it's so cute and I love things that like bring people together and I think astrology is one of those things because it doesn't matter if you think it's complete hogwash or you literally like plan your life down to every single star constellation you you belong to a house isn't that so cute because you're it's a human literally being Hogwarts. <laughs> because yes because you're a human being who has been born you belong to uh, one of the 12 houses you have a cute little mascot that's so cute and it's something that you can bond over it's something that like when you meet people you're just like i'm an aries you're an aries too oh my god or like you know things like that it's it's cute it's harmless so people who like are like super like i hate astrology or like sometimes like i've been seeing like um like TikToks, oh, TikTok. One day we're not a TikTok ban on the podcast <laughs> where we can't reference TikToks. Oh. Um, where it's like, oh, when you want to start dating again and you ask a girl and you're talking to a new girl and she's like, what's your sign? And he like dashes for the door. Like I've seen like multiple things like that or they get like so repulsed and disgusted. I'm just like, you like it. You like yeah. it when a girl comes up to you and is like, oh my gosh, you're a Capricorn? oh like you get intrigued too don't pretend that you think it's complete like you hate it and like da, da, yeah. da, da. just chill it's and it's really not that deep really, really not, not that, that deep. deep um for okay. everyone so on this note i one of a very cool art piece i like by this artist called i Weiwei. everyone should know him so this will be an educational moment <laughs> for everyone um he has this this is a question for you kendall i don't know if you know this okay so okay. he has this really cool art installation. It's a sculpture exhibit that travels. It was in like in Louisville for a while, but it moved to LA and I saw it in LA the other, the, a few weeks mm -hmm. ago when I went and it's called the circle of animals, like Zodiac heads. But the thing is, so okay. is there, I think the thing is though, this is not like astrology. This is Chinese lunar new year calendar. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I just didn't know why it was called Zodiac, if that's the case. But it looks like this, Kendall. I'm showing you right now. Look how cool they are. Okay. And, like, usually they have them in, like, a circle. So you stand in the middle Mm -hmm. and they're, like, all looking at you. And it's, like, very interesting. Um, I don't really know why it's, like, super famous or anything. But it's a really cool exhibit. So if anyone sees it somewhere, you should comment on it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Um, it it does look super cool. And I will say that, like, we we have to take the time to mention this in the podcast like astrology has definitely become this like westernized thing again it gets so like super like murky and muddy like it's in the same vein of like like spirituality and yoga and that stuff with like western astrology and stuff yeah but this this of like having mapping out like when you were born with the stars in the sky on the day and all this stuff like cultures like the Chinese and India, like they have like huge cultures of like mapping this out. This is not new. This is not something that like came on the scene in like 2004 with like Teen Vogue magazines. Like, no, (laughs) like this has been around for a while. And so like, we're the year of the horse, right? 2002. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that again, cool. Super cool. And um like on Indian matchmaking it's like the show on Netflix that I watch and season two just came out um and they she really she she goes to like an astrologer who's very good at his job and she'll just show them a picture of who she wants to match up like their face and he's like "Mm, mm mm-hmm yeah this man has a curse because his face just tells me he has a curse like it, it gets super like like deep and like niche and like mm. I think it's very interesting and of course it takes a lot of talent and skill and I don't think it's all just like coming out of the wazoo it's based on something and like I was I always tell people this I'm like I, I really want to go to a psychic but mm. I just know I couldn't handle <laughs> if my reading wasn't what, what I wanted, you wanted. To be. yeah yeah and like like we can't talk about like astrology and stuff without talking about like how like on the internet and like on TikTok you can I don't know if this is for you but like I constantly constantly especially at night when I'm scrolling just get like astrology like TikToks and are like stop if you're seeing this it's for you someone is coming through for you if you see this it's a sign for you mm-hmm. I've got the cup of swords, the cup of swords telling me that like someone is coming back. Someone, an ex is coming back. Like just like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, every once in a while, I'll, I'll get one that like, like I think is like really like, mm, I like this. It resonates with me. And like learning how to like sort the things like that are like, you just got to skip through. Like that's yeah. one thing that like I have to learn, like just to not get like spiritual like what's it called spiritual psychosis and like being like oh my god because this showed up it's no 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 no. you're allowed to like skip stuff and just be like that's not for me I know it's not for me Mm. who's coming back no one hun like so again that's just something that you have to be aware of if you're someone who like even slightly remotely pays attention to that stuff or thinks Mm -hmm. it's like interesting just learn how to parse through all that noise true yeah, 
I also want to take it back a little bit to like the like the westernization of these types of things. It reminds me a lot of this book I read in high school called I think it's called The Spirit Catches You and You Fall Down. And basically it's about this culture called the like Hmong people. Um, and the whole story basically talks about this like young girl who has this like really dire health condition and her parents are really like apprehensive about Western medicine um, and wants her to like see a shaman to like solve these like in, like really dire health issues. And it's a really interesting like cultural commentary, I think, about also like unwillingness to like even consider Western medicine just because of the way that like we like are so rude to people of other cultures and like don't allow them to like or help them to understand like some of the reasoning behind things. And it's like I thought it was a really interesting thing. And I feel like it definitely like connects to this topic about like you know, like the way that we've, we've also like taken things of like Eastern traditions and like made them as we've talked about in previous episodes, like consumer things too. Like it makes yeah. me laugh. Cause when we're talking about this, the first thing that comes to mind is my mom, but this coffee mug, sorry, coffee mug for my sister. And it says like Scorpio Wait. on it. And it like has all the percentages of like, it's like angry 50% of the time something 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 <laughs> and she got it as a joke for my sister but I'm like it is true like this did not even originate like this did not come to light in the beginning at all in the U.S. and now like companies are benefiting from making like crappy little trinkets about it all that there is like some kind yeah. of like question that you have to think about like is this okay um I think in terms of astrology I feel like it's like a like it that that has become such a big thing now that and it's it's not even like close to its original state in terms of like where mm -hmm. we are in the u.s with astrology so i think it's like kind of taken on a life of its own in a way that like other practices maybe haven't that we're still like benefiting off of in our capitalist world but i do think that's <laughs> like yeah that's an interesting point to note yeah and yeah like it, it brings up the question of like authenticity and you know that's something that like i've talked about in a lot of like classes about like religion and spirituality like is it even worth what does it even mean to map out the like origin of this like yeah. can we even like are they the same are they um even i know they're analogous but like are we still going to draw the same connection if it's just so distorted now and yeah but I think that's a great point. And that book, I have heard of it. I think Ritika, she's like public health. She's had to read that first mm. class. So I think it's something that anyone who is interested in the medical field or wants to go into yeah. that needs to like take extreme consideration into like other people's cultures. Yeah. Um, to to I, It's a full moon in Pisces now. I, okay. I know that stuff because of the app pattern, which tells okay. you which is it's sort of like an upgraded version of CoStar. I don't know if you were ever on CoStar. I was CoStar. never on CoStar, no. I couldn't figure out how to work CoStar. the app. <laughs> okay, we're good. Sorry, I thought someone was coming to my room. <laughs> okay, CoStar, CoStar was. Was the thing in high school, at least for my friend group. And it got kind of like, people eventually, it got like, leaked as problematic because like, the owner or something like admitted to like giving people like these very like ominous like negative like readings like, you would get a notification i was like watch your back today you need to be what careful. 
of the things that are coming for you, yeah, don't wear black today. Like, just like, like, honestly, I'm like, I don't even remember this, like what the notifications were, but they, like, I remember like sometimes like it just wasn't that, or like you would get like a, like um, a grade sort of, or something like on your, like your career, your, your relationships and all the stuff, your love life and all this stuff. And it was like, sometimes it could be like bad, mm. bad today. I'm like, what? So I really didn't pay attention to it that much. Again, taking like giving or whatever. Um, but like, obviously we're in Virgo season right now. Um, and the app, I found the app, Time Passages is the one that you want to use if you want to like accurately like map out your stars and stuff. Okay. Um, but Pattern is cool for just like little notifications that aren't always like mean, you know? They're just like, they're kind of normal. Like we have a world update. It tells you things about the world and then you have your own personal update. And then if you, you can follow people as well and you can see what's up with them and you can like, it's, it's, it's a very cool app. Um, but yeah, but speaking of compatibility, I, a long time ago, bought this book. Right, right. Astrology. Mm-hmm. everyone who's ever been in my room has seen this book and it's it's just such a conversation starter that's what I like it's just a conversation starter to me um why do I have this page marked anyway <laughs> anyways and Aries for us <laughs> honestly honestly it is the it is the Taurus one um oh. let's see so basically yeah it just it's again it's I don't take it too super seriously it's just fun like let's see Okay, this is Taurus and Aries. Okay. Okay. So if anyone's listening right now and you're a Taurus or an Aries. And you're interested and in Lily or Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> Please <laughs> listen up. <laughs> Let's see. Um, okay. Your sensual guide. Taurus and Aries. Two differing personalities. Taurus does not like to be hurried and will be turned off by the enthusiasm of Aries, who tends to enjoy sex in a much more impulsive fashion. Taurus is not sensual imaginative, but if Aries can engage its emotions, will try hard to respond. An affection affair can develop, can develop, but in marriage, Taurus must learn to overlook Aries' occasional infidelities. Oh my, okay. Blasphemy, honestly. But it seems like if I'm if I'm an emotional Aries, then I might be emotionally cheating on you. (laughs) True. Dang. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, true, because your moon. That throws a wrench in there. (laughs) It throws a little wrenchy wrench. Again, it's just so silly and so fun. I really like that. That's a great idea, Kendall. I wait, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, okay. Going back to the apps quickly, like, who the hell is writing those things? Like, do you think it's, like, some weirdo, like, sitting behind a computer, like, making stuff up? Like, do they even know? Yeah. For CoStar, I think, I don't want to spread misinformation, but you know me. Um, <laughs> You're always right. So uh, matter. Always right. Like, I think she admitted that, like, she, she like, the the messages that were being crafted either she was like approving them to go out and she knew that they were kind of like 
harmful and toxic and she like just like like fucking with people like that it was a really weird situation co-star is now irrelevant to the astrology community um yeah but okay. I, yeah, I will say that like <laughs> it's very interesting like I, I'm just thinking about like like meeting a new person or, and like you you want to know like their big three or whatever and like it's it's the joke that like if he knows his big three he's been ran through because you've been talking to other girls like you wouldn't know this on your own as a guy mm-hmm. um it's, it's just a funny joke <laughs> but sometimes it's accurate but at the same time you know whatever um but like it's like oh like I need to know if a girl's like I need to know your birthday obviously when you were born the time <laughs> down to the time and I need to know like where you were born and then I hate when people are like the time like I don't know I'm like if you don't ask your mom like my mom doesn't know either and it's like if you don't go into your <laughs> like do you have your time your time of birth on your birth certificate it is on you your know? birth certificate yeah yeah that's what my mom didn't know my mom didn't remember about mine and i was like you have to know you have to am i not special enough for you to remember um but then i looked at my birth certificate when i was like going to the dmv or something and i was like oh look at that yeah i was born at 1 47 p.m okay i think i was like 4 p.m but i could be wrong about that i'm not sure i know i'm an aries whatever the one that's in associated with the time i because i looked it up one time but i don't remember the time mm-hmm. i was born anymore i was trying when i was looking this up i was like hmm what would be the ideal labor time like right after dinner or <laughs> like you have sushi and then you just push it out or like i was thinking about this like you probably don't want labor in the middle of the night you know because then you're up all night My first me? instinct is that there is no ideal labor time because all of this <laughs> never. Um, I was a C-section baby though, so oh, classic. So you were scheduled down to the second, basically. I I think it was an emergency. It was an emergency. Oh. It wasn't like one of those like glamorous like we're gonna have our baby at two p.m. so we can go play golf. Bye bye. Like no. Um, I th- Iggy and Dahlia had like a scheduled C-section and the whole thing, like one of the reasons why I was like, so like Cardi, what the heck was because her birth was scheduled. How do you yeah. miss a scheduled birth to play Xbox on top of that? Or, or what, what was it? PlayStation? It doesn't even matter. Video game over child is <laughs> insane. That is um, actually insane. But yeah, I don't think there's an ideal time to give birth. Me yeah probably but you know i was thinking about it and i was like you know i tmi but i poop like like clockwork in the morning like mm-hmm. you know it'd be nice to just wake up and have that baby you you know what you have to eat your frogs first you, you know that saying no mark twain my like my like english teacher in high school would say this all the time like or some Mark Twain quote, if you have like a lot of stuff to do in a day and you, you should do the thing that you don't want to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. The eat the frog. Thing, out of the way. Eat the frog. So you're going to eat the frog by giving birth in the morning. 
True. That makes sense. I'm a morning person. I think I'm a morning person. Oh, and then you get that like I want that soft golden light coming in. Oh, stop. Like the window for the <laughs> the pictures. Are you gonna do makeup for your birth? Hell no. Are you? Um. It's okay. No, you can say I don't yes. Think so. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I think by then I'll have like my ultimate skin goals reached and like, I'll just be like very much like Lisa Bonet, like wake up like effortlessly, like I'm just ready to be photographed. You know what I mean? You have a lot of high expectations. I think I'm going to be like sweaty and sticky and smell bad and it, they're not going to be good photos. I can already anticipate it, but I'm not freaking putting on makeup. People I just had, I just delivered oh, a baby for Christ's sake. Like, I, sorry, but that's like climbing Mount Everest in my book. And I'm never Real climbing Mount Everest. Oh, don't get me started on Mount Everest. You know, do you ever like, like go through like these like YouTube like tunnels or like you like get like really hooked on a topic yep. and like you're just watching about it like Rainbow Valley on Mount Everest. Have you heard of it? No. Basically, like there's like this valley on Mount Everest that is just full of like like bright winter coats of like all the explorers or all the people who have died and their bodies cannot be excavated. And it looks like a rainbow. They're they're just there in the snow. They can never be recovered. I do not understand. I don't get it. And also, I okay, I didn't know this either, but when I did this like leadership thing. It was the sorority thing that I did over the summer. And they were yeah. talking about, this is like insane to me, that when you climb Mount Everest because of like the elevation differences, so you like start at base camp and then you have like a week or so to get acclimated to base camp. And then you climb up to the second camp and you climb back down to base camp because you have to introduce your body to that higher elevation at the second camp. And then it's like you spend two more days at base camp and then you climb back up to second camp. You spend two nights there and then you climb back down. You have to like slowly do it. So it's like as soon as you reach the third one, you have to come back down to the second one. And you just have to keep going up and down so that your body doesn't get like instantly overwhelmed by the elevation, which I'm like, I could not climb back down Mount Everest. I could not. I'm like, I need to do this in one day. Like, it's already miserable enough. Good God. I, I my mind is blown. I know. My mind is blown. I know. Do this. Why do people do this? And like, <sighs> For the small chance that you do reach the peak or the summit or whatever, and you are the very, very lucky person that gets to come down and come home and be okay. And then you get to be that person at the dinner party who's like, oh yeah, I climbed Mount Everest. I summited it, did. I reached the summit. And people are gonna be like, wow, that's so cool. And then they're gonna move Moving on. on. Yep. They're gonna move on. You think we're going to spend the entire dinner talking about how you did something so dangerous, so crazy, so stupid? Don't even get me started how expensive it is to climb. Not to mention the environmental effects. Dear God, they talk about how much poop is up there anyway. It's not even pretty at this point. It's just commercial. You're not unique. 
and then I just feel bad for like the Sherpas, like the yeah, like, that they that are like native, like Nepali, like from Nepal, like they're climbing up and down these mountains. They they know the way. You have to have a Sherpa. They're carrying your gear. And it's just not such to a mention, dangerous- and not to mention that like Nepal has had such long histories of like instability in the country, poverty earthquakes and these like random like i don't know christian girls like coming over for for the fun of it oh. like <laughs> i can't even stereotype that group i'm thinking like crazy like um cross oh, yeah what's it, what are those oh the triathlon people yeah like iron, iron man, man people. type people yep. like jump out of planes or whatever but like I mean, it's, like, their number one, like, source of, like, you know, people coming in, that tourism. Yeah, that is true. Just climate. Like, okay, where the money reside, where the money reside. (laughs) Like, get that money, sure, whatever. But I guess back to astrology. Yeah, we really went on a tangent there. (laughs) We did go on a tangent. Like, I also think it's, uh, to bring up TikTok again, I think it's funny (laughs) that, like, I'll see a TikTok and it's like, oh, when you're talking to him and you find out he's an Aquarius man and it's like, Ooh, and they're like, Mm-mm-mm. run, run for the hills, girl. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what that means, but that, that checks out. And it's like, oh, he's a cancer man. And you're like, oh, yeah, well, you got to be aware of those. And then you realize, I guarantee you, I could find like a diss on every single like, <laughs> sign all the 12 signs about like men I don't think there's one that's like I guess you might be choosing the lesser of two evils in that category but the lesser of 12 evils but um I just think it's funny again I don't it's just like for laughs it's for giggles I don't actually like think all Taurus men are evil i don't i can't even characterize them it's just fun it's just not to mention the fact that like obviously because you because we've brought up like rising and moon signs like there are so many different parts of someone like you can't just be like oh you're like a taurus sun because what your emotional and like internal things are controlled might be described by other signs anyway so that's just dumb of those people who act like they care a lot about astrology, but obviously don't. They're not acknowledging the other parts of their, you know, persona. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like, and I just remember in like middle school and high school, I was like such an avid, like Vice would have, mm-hmm. like on Snapchat, they would have like the readings. I always did that. Teen Vogue, Cosmo. If I could, if I saw it in a magazine, like I, Oh yeah, I was all over that. And like, speaking of magazines, I had a dream the other night that I went to a nail salon and I was getting my nails done and they had magazines out. And I was so stoked because I don't know. And I don't know if I'm the only one who's noticed this, but like there aren't magazines anymore at nail salons. Like they're not out. The one, like the ones that I've like frequented, like don't have their magazines out anymore. And that was like a very core part of getting the salon experience was like flipping through. You didn't read about J-Lo on a daily basis, only when you got your nails done. 
Yeah. Wait, I'm confused about how that logistically works. If you're getting your nails done and you're also reading a magazine. Oh, like when you get your toes done, you can like be oh, like, okay, okay. massage. Okay. Or see. like you're waiting for someone. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Which now, getting. Yeah. I was going to say. I was going to say of, getting. <laughs> getting your nails done is way like getting your toes done. I think is better than getting your nails done because when you're getting your nails done, you're hostage. You can't do anything but like stare at your nails but agreed i also just don't do I, like obviously no one takes care of their feet like you need like i mean you do kind of need someone else to like do that service for you yeah oh speaking of nails i heard from a little birdie my little birdie i mean Ritika, you got your nails done yeah i did get my nails did, done i'm sorry did, i literally was like do you want to get your nails done with me they're cute they're Kendall, you have COVID. I, you, why you, oh, you had to have them done for rush or something? No, I just, someone was inviting me to go before recruitment. Recruitment. It's not rush. It's recruitment. And. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Panaletic just like bust down my door and takes <laughs> me. <laughs> no okay but someone invited me to go and you're acting like getting my nails done is a one-time offer and i was gonna say speaking of which to you guys kendall okay this is a really fun fact i don't know if we've addressed this before kendall is an excellent cellist and i can even see in the back of her zoom screen right now the cello sitting back there but because she wants acrylic talons she cannot play her cello because her nails are too long. So she invited me to get her our nails done together so that she could have shorter nails so that she can actually play the cello. And I was like, I can't believe this has ever been a debate in your own mind about whether or not you should play your instrument or have long nails. It's actually so, like, it it racks me with guilt every time I think about it. Like, so I, like... I played the piano since I was like seven. I played the cellos for middle school. So I've been a very much an instrument girl. I've uh, like, I got my first set of acrylics in April or in March, like, you know. Back when so she told us at it, first, it's not it really like, hurt to get your acrylic nails. Yeah, it really hurt to get your acrylics done. The second time, not at all. But anyway, so whenever I want to get my nails done, which is like, like get them like long, it's something that doesn't happen often. But when it does, I really think about how, like, when I do this, it means I'm also making the choice that I will not be playing my instrument. And then it's also really, like, embarrassing to also, like, have people over and, like, have it, like, out. And people are like, oh, like, can you play something? And you have to be like, can't. Can't, can't, can't. <laughs> so um, I will be, I'm going home um, just for like a day or something next weekend to get these taken off and i will be back to my short nailed self which like short nails are cute too every once in a while your girl just wants to spice it up um and i will be back on the strings it's been a while so you'll be back on the strings i'll be back on the strings um but yeah sorry sue me sue (gasps) me anyway astrology the stars i know what else is there to say okay so you said that right now we're in a phase uh, we're in a pisces moon 
Is that what you yes. said? Yes. So what does that mean? It's a Pisces full moon. Um, let me consult my um, my pattern. Do, okay. do, 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 do. Also, Mercury is in retrograde. Retrograde. Okay, and yeah, that's a very common phrase. I don't know what that means. It seems like Mercury Mercury is in retrograde like all the time now. Like, so here's okay. So today the planet Mercury is retrograde, and it is a part of the sky known as Libra. This energy can disrupt or alter communication, particularly around relationships. So Mercury rec- retrograde is just in reference to like communication and okay. technology. So most of the time people just shorten it to like, you're going to have communication problems and you're going to have tech problems, which honestly, true, because we were Your struggling for a second. Working. My headphones, I couldn't, I didn't understand the mic, but that could also just be me as well. Um I also believe something about like this month of September being in Venus. It's time for love or something. Honestly, oh. if you if you if you know me like ever since reading All About Love by Bell Hooks, which we should totally have an episode about, because I think we should talk about that book a lot more than um we do. Um I'm all about I think every every season is season is for love and not just romantic love. Like I, I saw this again, we're going off on tangents and I love it. Um, this, I saw this article, wink, wink. You read it. <laughs> I read it. I read it on a website. Um, that was like, I like our society puts romantic love at such this high pedestal it's the ultimate. Like when you think of love, I think for a lot of people, the first thing you think about is like a partner, like a individual, like monogamous relationship. And it's like, but what, what is more radical? What is more threatening to the government and to the state of things is love for your community. Because when you love Mm. someone, you take up their needs and concerns. And if we had like love as the tool that we use to be revolutionary and to be radical, there would, I, I really believe that like, we would be all up in Congress's face way more than we are now already are to the activists who are already in Congress's face. But like, no way that you're gonna let my, my fellow man sleep out on the street in the tent when there are plenty of empty homes where we have the means to house every homeless person in America, we can do it. Like that's, I love that person. I'm not going to let them sleep on the street. Like, and it's, it's easy. It's, it's, it's easier to say and be a concept, but I think it's really interesting. I think we got to like ponder it more. Right. And you know, I, that, that also makes me think like, is it, is it just like, like you said, like, is it like this branding thing about love that is allowing us to distance ourselves by like, like kind of idealizing or suggesting that there's really only one type of love which is like monogamous love for your romantic partner like I'm wondering like if if we honestly just like change the social branding around that will people feel like more empathetic humans to everyone yeah we gotta start talking about love outside of the context of like you know boyfriend girlfriend yeah the rom-com movies Again, because like, I, and oh my God, maybe we could have an entire episode. We always say this, but like, 
there is nothing threatening. There's nothing, you know, practically going to change when you, you fall in love with someone else, you know? And I know in like poetry and poems, like they talk about like our, you know, our love is going to change the world. It's going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a poem. Um, so of course you're going to say that, but like, it's, it's very benign. It's, 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 it can come and it can, and it goes, but something about like that, <clears throat> this is my community. This is, these are my people. Like loving fiercely your neighbor. Again, we're going to have to do an entire episode about this, but like, let me get into the question I, I brought up. <laughs> for okay. So today okay this week the moon will be full and will be in the part of the sky known as pisces the full moon is an incredible time to get in touch with your spiritual side and intuitive intelligence you and others around you may have trouble sleeping tonight oh wow oh, oh wow oh. i did go to bed at like midnight woke up at two 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 mm-hmm. shut up yeah an angel number yeah I've been seeing that number a lot too. Anyway, oh, okay. woke up at two, 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 and it, it basically it just for people that don't know, it just means harmony, balance, things are um, being unified. Um, and then I didn't go to bed until four, <laughs> so I guess you can call that trouble sleeping. Yeah, um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things could feel heightened right now, or even extreme. It's a time of greatly magnified perception right now you're able to see the full growth of your intentions the seeds that you planted at the new moon two weeks ago very interesting and a a lot of people think that like full moon is the time to be manifesting but something that i've learned through like getting more into that practice is that your full moon the full moon is actually your time to release like think of it as like a bladder you know you're releasing you know that's why it's recommended that you manifest on the new moon. It's a blank slate. Oh, you okay. Empty cup for you to fill. You know what I mean? I see. Full moon, release. New moon, manifest. Okay. So, how people know that. No so, for all of you out there who are manifesting tonight, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I can never do moon water. I always tell people this, what like, is that? whenever there's moon water is like when it's a full moon or you can do it in any phase of the moon, really, but it's supposed to have benefits. You can like drink it or whatever. And you put it out where the moonlight's going to hit it. And then you have to get it before <laughs> this is going to sound stupid. And that's why I know, no Tino shade anyone who does this, but you have to get it before the sun hits it or else it turns into sun water, which is a completely different game. Um, so I've tried like twice now to like put out moon water, but I'm too lazy. I'm too lazy, Mike, to get out of bed before the sun rises to grab this cup and bring it inside. I just can't be bothered. Yeah. I can't be bothered. Yeah, so that just that just signals to me that I'm just not meant to like drink moon water. No, you're <laughs> I'm not meant not. to have it. That would be a good thing to start selling. <laughs> moon water? Okay, yeah. No, but yeah, moon water coming soon. It's anyway, just regular water that we get from the water fountain. We just call it <laughs> moon water. 
fucking money. You know what that reminds me of? Did you you ever buy those, like, loci bracelets that had, Mm. like, they were clear and they had one bead that was black and it was supposedly um, dirt. The highest peak or the lowest? The highest peak. Oh, no, 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 no. It was dirt from, like, the bottom of the ocean. And the other one was white because it was, like, snow from the top of the highest peak. I'm like, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, right. It's like potting soil and like water that has white food coloring in it. Like, that's what that is. (laughs) Yeah, I can say probably I did not own those bracelets, but I remember them being very, very, very popular. Um, Yeah. But one weird thing, I've been trying to like start a meditation practice and it's been very hard. Right. By this like habit tracker app and I, you know, you lose your streak and then you get, try to get back on it anyway. But I was like, one thing that's really cool though, that I've noticed now that like, I, I usually do my own meditations. I don't do, I don't need guided meditations anymore. And I literally can open my eyes and end my meditation at the exact 15 minutes. Like it's very, it's this interesting, like intuitive thing. Like I, I'm like always on the money on it. It's very cool. But last night, yeah, last night I was kind of like, I don't know, it's just feeling like I had too much on my mind to do a self-guided one. And I just, I should probably just, let me try something new. So I tried like this chakra one. Oh. Like this, the, the balancing. And like, so if you've ever done one of those self-guided like chakra ones, it'll tell you like, focus on the base of your spine. Imagine it glowing red. Okay, now focus a little bit below your navel. It's orange. And when it got to my solar plex, which is yellow, which is a little bit above your belly button, I was like, oh, wow, I'm feeling this. Yeah, it's glowing, this yellow light, it feels warm. And then all of a sudden, I got super nauseous and lightheaded and so scared. I had to, like, throw my, like, headphones off and, like, stop immediately. Like, I felt like I was going to be sick. Um, That is so weird. so weird um that maybe happens. that shocker just yeah wasn't ready to be opened well that happened to me my friend our friend marley and i did this like sound therapy thing um at the yoga like studio and we basically just like laid down and listened to like these weird vibration sound things and afterward the whole night i felt like i was gonna be sick and they say like after you get a massage or like like a foot rub or like any kind of body work that you need to drink lots and lots of water and i don't know why i think it's like just like the energy or like something like that um mm-hmm. and like i was like is this the same thing cuz i feel so sick it was it was like really weird but yeah i think that's like totally like a, that might have actually been a valid thing yeah no i was so scared but we are coming up on time, my my darlings. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm glad we have the mics. I'm so glad we have the mics. Me too. I'm so sick. Yeah. Doing a podcast in your house can feel bummy, but it can also feel very profesh and chill. With True. The right equipment. Oh my god! One more thing. When. I- when I was going, when I was traveling this summer, going to Louisville, going to Chicago and stuff, like my, one of my biggest fears was having to pull out my like 
mic set because it, you know we're going to be and we're like oh take out all technology I was like do they need like my mic I don't know why but I just thought it would be the most embarrassing thing ever to have to pull out my mic my little box what would they think they'd be like really and they'd confiscate me and they'd take me back and they'd interrogate me for questioning the they'd question me I never get to return home Anyway, that was just my little irrational thought. Um, I didn't end up having to take it out. Yeah, I just never took it out. It was fine. God. Whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the end of the episode. It's been a very eventful weekend. Um, Queen Elizabeth II has passed. I was asleep. I was asleep when I when the news happened and I woke up Twitter immediately one of the worst ways to find out it was just like me um but that's the way I like found out that like Kobe died it was again I took a nap and I woke up and then I'm like why are people posting this you're never gonna want to take a nap again if you think the whole world is gonna die while you're asleep yeah so true um so we it's now King Charles the third of England. Um, we're gonna have again. Maybe we'll get into that next episode. Yeah, next um, episode. Bye. Yeah, next episode. All right, people. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.